Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the gang, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to the Grief Gang podcast, the show dedicated to breaking down the topic of grief one conversation at a time. With me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We're in bloody December, and that means the countdown to St. Nicholas coming down your fucking chimney. Probably not anymore for us because we're potentially all grown adults and probably half our parents are dead, right? So who's buying us presents? No, I'm not going to start on that negative vibe. Sorry, no, that wasn't cute of me. Anyhow, we are in December and it is going to be a tricky month. So let's band together, guys, and get through this. (laughs) This week's episode, surprisingly, actually, given that, is not actually about Christmas just yet. This week's episode is all about the things that we can't let go of. This came off the back of a good couple of weeks ago. I had a lovely message from an Instagram follower of the Grief Gang community sharing with me an item that she just cannot part with um, from her loved one after they passed away. And so it got me thinking about, gosh, yeah, what are some of the items that we all can't let go of whether you know these items have any logical reasoning as to why we are keeping hold of them do they actually serve a purpose do they even work regardless what it is we cannot let go of these things so i asked the grief gang community to share their items with me and of course you guys always came in clutch so sit back have a listen it is a lovely community episode with submissions and voice notes throughout this episode so enjoy and thank you so much to everybody who wrote in Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode. Oh, 
<laughs> that's not me oh, about this week's episode. It's a um, we're in December. Yuck, yucky in December. No, but it's I'm I'll save all of that spill for the later Christmas lead up episodes because I think we've got quite a lot to talk about and explore and share over the next couple of weeks leading up to Christmas Day. But today's episode isn't about Christmas or the lead up or anything like that. As I said, it will come in a couple of weeks time throughout the next couple of weeks. Today's episode is all about the things that we can't let go of. And what I mean by that, I mean like physical items um, that were either of and you know owned by our loved ones or gifted to us by our loved ones or just any item that holds some form of sentiment and you know there may be no rhyme or reason for us to be holding on to these items (laughs) but we just can't bloody let go of them and we might know why we can't let go of them and sometimes we might look at these items and go, why on earth am I holding on to this? But the thought of it no longer being in your wardrobe or in your bedside table or just within your possession makes you feel physically ill. And so the inspiration behind this episode came from a lovely follower who messaged me one day Um, This is just one of the many reasons why I feel so blessed and grateful for this wonderful community and why I always, always really do encourage and love when you guys just like off the cuff just message and say, you know, have you done an episode on this or would you consider? Because most times I'm like, that's really good. Or like, yeah, let's talk about that together. And so this episode was inspired by um, a follower on the Instagram account who messaged one day and just told me their story of about how their nanny had, um, you know, like washing up sponges where you've got the soft side and the more bristly side. Um, when her, her loved one passed away, she had a pack of them unopened still. And I think just took them and just like to be like, oh, like we'll just take them, like might use them one day I don't know you know always good to have sponges in the house and the home and um she's like I can't use them (laughs) I can't use these sponges god forbid I ever use these sponges um and it just got me really thinking about myself and just thinking oh god yeah what are some of the things of my mum's that I've kept that have absolutely no use nor will I ever use them but I just cannot fathom to part away with and obviously there are the you know the the givens of some things that you know we're just like oh no yeah we'd never give that away be it jewelry or a potential a potential piece of like clothing like the real obvious staples that kind of most people some people might be like yeah I'll never throw that away but I wanted to know some of like the more wackier things that the things that maybe (laughs) you might not be as inclined to be like oh yeah I keep that item and it's in the back of my drawer you know (laughs) just the things that make like they have no meaning or use to your everyday life 
but it just brings you mad comfort knowing that you've still got them. And so I asked, obviously, the Grief Gang community to share with me a little bit of what some of those items were and are. And as always, they came in clutch. Um, And I thought as well that I'd like to... I I started thinking about what are some items of my mum's that I've kept that maybe don't make sense or that I've maybe forgotten about or that I just will always keep no matter where I move to, where I go, I will always move it with me. And there's a few items and then most of them like kind of made sense. And it was actually to, to kind of get my head, my head into like the head frame for this episode and kind of to be, I guess, I guess like in the moment method acting, you know, method podcasting is that thing. <laughs> I'm chatting shit. I'm so exhausted today. But I went into one of my many memory boxes. I'm a pure hoarder when it comes to shit like this. And I I have I have a memory box of like photos and stuff like that. And then I have a memory box of like more bigger items. And in this bigger memory box, I was sifting through like the fucking many shit in there, right? And I find my mum's old. When I'm saying old guys, I'm meaning over 10 plus years definitely had them before me and Joe were together so like yeah Ugg slippers like the kind of the classic Ugg slipper the um yeah the the standard I'll get a picture of (laughs) these slippers right and they are anybody who owns or has owned a pair of Ugg slippers don't judge us if you haven't okay um you'll know that after some time of wear and tear, the base of the slipper tends to go quite flat, doesn't it? And a bit, it's not hitting the same every time when you put your feet in them. You get kind of just flat. You don't get, oh, that feels like putting my foot into a pillow. Delightful. General wear and tear, things wear down, right? My mum, my good Lord, she, she got her use. She got her use out of these slippers. And for some reason when she died, we decided to keep them or I decided to keep them. And they are in my memory box. And I will, for one, never wear them purely for my own comfort (laughs) and just gross. I don't know. I find find it gross. (laughs) But I will never throw them out. (laughs) And I don't know why. And I was looking at these (laughs) horrific. and I was like oh my god they're so butters but I'm never ever going to get rid of them (laughs) so that was quite fun for me to go down memory lane and look at these items and kind of actually go back through the memory box again and just be like oh I've got other items as well like my mum had this um Wallace uh black jacket and it's just not my style at all but it everywhere I go and every it's in my wardrobe right now and um every time like when the seasons change when I change my wardrobe from my winter wardrobe to my my summer and vice versa I always bring that jacket out and put it on the rack like it's taking up space but I fucking hardly ever go for it and I'm like I'm just like vacuum bag it and put it somewhere like but I, I just have to constantly be putting it like okay it's winter now bring the jacket out weird but these are the things that we can't let go of and maybe don't want to let go of even if we understand like mm, I'm never going to use it as I said so I'm going to go into now we've got yeah some lovely submissions from people we've also got some 
I think a couple of voice note submissions as well. I would love, love, love to in future when I am doing uh, more call out episodes for you, if you are comfortable to, to send me your submission, your story in a voice note format, because I love intersecting them into like podcast episodes like this, because um gives a break from my voice, I think a little. So, okay. These are the submissions for the, the things I can't let go of episode. Let's go. My aunt loved to bake and she was so excited when I decided to go to school in New Orleans. Since I've graduated, each year we've made king cakes for Mardi Gras each festival season. The first year, my aunt signed my mum, my cousin and me up for this virtual king cake baking class and she sent us all the ingredients, purple, green and gold sprinkles, the little babies you put inside the cake and these packets of yeast. Well, the packets come in a selection of five packets and for the recipe, you only use half a packet. So I saved the half opened packet thinking maybe I'll use it for something else with the others. Then she was killed unexpectedly. I moved in the fall and was putting some of my stuff into storage and was so worried about losing these packets of yeast that I took them with me on vacation before landing at my new apartment so that God forbid there was a flood or a fire at the storage unit, they wouldn't be lost. And I don't think I will ever actually be able to use these yeast packets so they'll probably sit in my home for the rest of my life and eventually outlive me. I loved this submission so much and I wrote back to this person and we had a right giggle. I was like, oh God forbid, you know, there's no yeast in the house and someone grabs for the yeast packet. I'm like, God forbid, no. Um, love that. Thank you very much. See this person. I love when people start with their submissions. Okay, this is probably a little bit weird. And I'm like, honey, honey. There's no such thing as weird in my eyes and even all the weird people are the best people to be honest. So I always do enjoy when they start like this. Okay this is probably a little bit weird. When my mother died three years ago I wanted to keep everything she'd ever had. I wanted to hold everything she'd ever touched. I went around hugging her scarves and her jumpers. I'm trying to see if I could quote scent the essence of her and everything she'd ever worn. That's not the weird thing. I suppose everyone does that, dot, 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 don't they? <laughs> I love that. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the, the outward thinking of, everybody does this, surely, don't they? Please, do they? Totally been there. I've absolutely sniffed like my mum's clothes and stuff. Most of us have lost her scent now. Um, but you're not alone in that and I'm sure when this episode airs <laughs> you will not be alone I did send this as a message before um, I saw the voice note bit so apologies for the duplication but um, I just wanted to talk about my mum's hood of her coat it's just a hood it unzips from the main part of the coat um, it smells like her and it's really soft and um one of my sons describes it as strokey <laughs> and um yeah i've got it and particularly my eldest son he sleeps with it sometimes not all the time but sometimes he asks for it anyway the hood of an old coat 
When my father died this summer, I did something similar. And when I had to empty his house this weekend, I found myself holding spoons and rolling pins and aprons, packets of polos, toffees and batteries and torches and pretty much anything that reminded me of the everyday things he'd done around the house. And it's all just stuff. They'd both tell me it's all just stuff, dot, dot, dot. And that still isn't the weird thing. Of all the kept things from socks that didn't fit me from my mother's drawer, from my father's military badges and tank cards, the weirdest thing I took and still haven't let go, and I'm slightly embarrassed to say this, I kept the sugar sachets from the hospital when mum was in intensive care unit. The packets of sugar we had with our coffees for the six days that she was there from the night she had the heart attack to the night she died. My brothers, my father and I drank coffee and talked and sometimes laughed or cried or slept on the sofas in the family room. My mother was dying by degrees of a massive heart attack. My father sat with her, the woman he had loved for 57 years, since they were teenagers, holding her hand, not speaking to her, willing her to come back, I think. We were in holding, sitting by her side in turns and feeling the ceiling getting closer and closer as the world came down, holding it off with hope. And I was collecting up sugar sachets from every coffee over those six days until they turned off the life support. And I've never told anyone except my husband and they're in tinfoil in my bag. And I'm scared the foil will break and they'll get wet and they might spill and I won't take them out of my bag. What will happen if I do? Who knows? Perhaps the ceiling will finally fall. They're both dead. What's the worst that could happen if the sachets break? I can't risk finding out, so I keep them. I'm holding on to them, just in case. Wow. I remember reading this one and audibly doing what I just did there, going, wow, and emailing back to this person and having a lovely conversation. Thank you very much. My mum found out she had stage four pancreatic cancer and wanted to live with me after her diagnosis. She had the crisis team visit and mum had to decide if she wanted to be resuscitated or not. I still have the form of her wishes to not be resuscitated. I just cannot part with it because it was her name and details on it. And it was, and it was here and seen by paramedics the night my mum passed away in my bed in my home. I've kept it in a memory box of photos, etc., because I just can't bear to let it go. I think that's such just just going even just off piste here of just even that whole um scenario there of the crisis team coming over and and that memory for you of um viewing your mum and acknowledging that your mum has chosen to not be resuscitated. Um, it's such a huge decision that, um, putting a DNR, do not resuscitate in place and can be, you know, for some families, it can be really complicated, um, from what I've known and for people that I've spoke with, some people really can't understand why a loved one, um, who is, you know, maybe terminally ill and dying, um, has a do not resuscitate or even when they're not um terminally when they're just kind of I don't know getting their ducks in a row um can't grapple like when their families put DNRs in place 
Um, and it's it's a tricky one to navigate because I had experience of this with um, with a relative um, and they put a DNR in place and I could understand it. Okay, it was my granddad. <laughs> I just realised I have to tell the story and I have to tell of certain roles. <laughs> Why am I going around the houses? It was my granddad, my mum's father. Uh, a couple of years after... Um, mum passed away he fell ill and uh he had a he has a dnr in place and i remember some members of the family being really upset by that he has a dnr in place i was a bit like i understand like <sighs> for some <sighs> being the family sometimes you just don't grin of like why would you not want to if there is a percentage that you could be saved in a scenario of where your life is at risk why would you not want to and to stay with us. Um, and then actually sometimes on the flip side of, of, of looking at it differently of for this person, it's claiming a bit of control, whatever, maybe they're living through, maybe that, if that's a terminal diagnosis and, and if having a DNR in place is their only way of semi gaining control of their life and their outcome, what are we to say, you know? random off piece just thought there enjoy that thanks thank you very much for writing in here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, I saw your call out for things we can't let go of. I lost my dad a year ago in a horrific traffic, traffic accident. His death was so sudden and out of the blue at a time we were already anticipating grief for another loved one. My dad was a plumber and when it came to packing up his belongings, the only thing I wanted was his huge high-vis work jacket. The thing stinks. <laughs> it has holes. There were dog treats in the pockets and Christ knows what stains on it, but it was the thing he wore most often. I couldn't part with it. Occasionally, I would take it out of the vacuum seal bag for a sniff just so I can smell his dirty work stench. Vom, I know. <laughs> the thing is, is, you know what? I know exactly what that worker stench is, like totally. And it's not delightful, but it is very distinct. Um, to me, though, that is him and I miss it. That was just a little um, nice note at the end. You guys always catch me off guard when you put in these nice little um messages at the end with your thanks to the podcast um because i just read I, I like i pick up your your emails and i put them all into a document so that i don't miss any so i'm just like reading reading and then it's like thank you and i'm like ah don't because that's when i start crying that's when i start crying guys
Thank you. Okay, we're on to some Instagram messages here now. Uh, oh, I love this one. I love this one. Um, okay, okay. Nine years ago, my mum gave me this lint bear attached a picture of a little chalky lint bear and I stayed true to my promise and never threw it out it's done so many house moves now and is in a box full of sentimental bits under my bed my mum died just over two years ago now and when this popped up on my Facebook memories I messaged my sister saying I wish I could tell mum I was still being a sentimental twat later that same day someone at work left this on my desk and in that she's attached a picture like of her work desk like keyboard and somebody's put a little lint bear on tell me that's not science i need to do an episode on signs i'm really thinking about um doing an episode with a uh psychic specifically the one that i went back to years ago <sighs> she's booked and busy though i tell you that Hi, my name's Natalie, and the thing that I did not want to do without was my sister's hairbrush. She had a disability. Um, We shared the bathroom growing up, and this hairbrush my mom really wanted to throw away, and she ended up throwing away, but she would take a missing bristle and find it and put it back in the hairbrush and keep using it over and over and over again. That's gone, I wish I had that. However, I did steal her toothbrush because she was quite aggressive at brushing her teeth and the toothbrush bristles show that. And also her remaining steroid cream that she needed for her eczema. Those are the things that I have that I will not get rid of. Okay, short and sweet one. It's so dumb, but it's a piece of paper the bank teller gave me when I closed my dad's bank account. I've thought about throwing it out because it seems like such a silly thing to keep, but I can't do it. For one, for anybody who's listened to this and anybody who has wrote in or who's listening and has maybe listening thinking, oh, like my nothing none of none of these things that you're keeping are silly at all because they are like very poignant tangible things that connect you to your person and your story like if we want to get deep about it yeah so like for you this person is just right in here of you know keeping the 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 piece of paper that you told the bank teller about closing your dad's bank account to some that people are like what's the sentimental value there what has that got to do like that's after your dad died maybe something before but that piece of paper of you closing your dad's bank account it's it's tangible and it's physical to show you that you went through this and this is your story not to say that you know you have forgotten that this is your story and that your dad has died but uh you know we 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 what's the saying it's like homage to memory and stuff like that like when we as we do you know hopefully we grow older and we forget things and or parts of our stories whatever it may be these tangible things help piece that puzzle together do you know what I mean so things like the piece of paper to say okay yes you've closed and you've closed your father's bank account down is all part of your story um and 
dependent of where you are of like when you go back to that that piece that item where it takes you like is that a place of pain is that a place of okay yeah that I remember I remember that point in my life you know what I mean like trust me in my memory box there is shit in there like receipts from just yeah weird 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 stuff and and from from anybody looking they go why would somebody keep that but because it's not their story and they don't understand it so um none of it is silly at all okay next one after dad died at home we moved into the old family home it was planned before he died so we could take care of him in his final years but pneumonia killed him earlier than was expected even though he died in his big king bed I couldn't get rid of it I kept telling myself it was a practical decision but when the grief hit hard a few years in and we redecorated and decided to sell it I suddenly had this huge panic and didn't want to let it go majority of folk who had an experienced loss of a parent at at a at lot young age thought it was weird to sleep in the bed he died in but it never felt weird me and my sister slept next to dad every night the final week of his life. I think after that, nothing felt weird to us. Seeing your dad stop and breathing was peak surreal experience. Absolutely. Um, and again, not weird to have stayed sleeping into your into your parents' bed. bed I don't think at all. I did. Um, I had to stay sleeping in my mum's bed. Not by force, but by just by logistics, I remember. Um we were doing some like reshuffling in the house after mum died and people moving in and then blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I remember sleeping in her bed. And at first it felt like, oh, like this is mum's bed. And then it just brought me like immediate comfort. And my mum had, she didn't die in, in her bed. Like you're saying here that your dad died in his bed, but you know, that's where they slept. And as you said, to be able to have stayed with your dad every night for the last week of his life and to have been there um when he took his last breath both agony pure agony to experience that but I'd I'd like to say potentially for you really like honorable and maybe really grateful dare say that you were able to have that moment with him in the bed and then to literally as I was just saying about having these touchstone like items to part of your story um I hope that part will make sense like I know what I'm trying to say but just that these items all hold there's a purpose of why you know you had a panic attack potentially before the idea of this bed is going um and leaving leaving your possession um so thank you I need water I tell you that (sighs) I forget how much of a like motor mouth I really am I was meant to make this episode about 20 minutes sorry uh not sure if this counts but my brother who died lived in another state we flew over to be with him and had a week to try out best to coordinate what would be done with all the items in his apartment my family and I tried to bring back as many clothing items as we could so we packed out suitcases my dad grabbed his pillows to bring with him on the plane I'm not going to lie, my brother's pillows weren't the nicest looking. They were old and stained and flat. <laughs> just I just reflected. That's what my boyfriend's pillows were like, like when we first met. Jesus. Uh, my mum and I were a little upset and why my dad would grab, 
why my dad would grab and bring back such ugly pillows and we were embarrassed walking around the airport with them I think back to it now and feel so absolutely horrible my sweet dad was probably just trying to grasp onto what he could and wanted to bring back the spirit of my brother and felt that he could through a pillow he used to rest his head and which still contained his scent and therefore still held a reminder that my brother had lived oh that makes me cry (laughs) because it's like the full circle there of like you like you looking back and uh, although and and that you were giving yourself a hard time there I think and saying how you thought was really horrible but I don't think it was horrible it was you know you're just like why you're again questioning why would you grab that of all the things you could have of grabbed but as you say you know the full awareness here of you know knowing like maybe of course of course why he would bring a pillow that's where his son laid his head every night and lifted off every morning and it's still it's like a real personal thing between you and your pillow <laughs> um and bless him just imagine him carrying around the airport oh my god my heart god oh, oh, i kind of expected to cry in this episode but oh, guys please let me cry look because we've got the whole bloody christmas episode to come up soon so if you want to make your girl cry save it for that save it for that I just cry at the drop of a hat anyway. Okay, his Arsenal cufflinks. He wore them probably a handful of times, but seeing as nobody supports his team and dad's no longer here, I feel a sense of guilt getting rid of them. Oh, and buys like B-I, possibly like uh, nickname, gold chain, but he always had that on, so feel that one's less explanatory. Love that uh these and the last two um i have my mother's socks they're three sizes too small for me and i can't wear them that'd be a tight squeeze um I tr- but but they're hers i tried to keep everything and anything she had touched when my dad died this summer and i had to empty his house i felt it all over again if i let this thing go it's gone forever absolutely and that is the part that is let me read the last one and then i'll i'll, I'll summarize <laughs> uh the drinking glass on my daughter's study desk it has her lip gloss and finger imprints wow the last glass she drank from before leaving for work two and a half years ago she died suddenly that afternoon i cannot seem to part with it and nor should you and nor should you um thank you to everybody before i kind of round off here thank you to everybody who wrote in for this episode um and for sharing your items with me although you know it's a very personal thing to do and I'm always really appreciative and honoured and privileged that when I ask like a question if you would you know open your heart and open your grief and open your memory memories um you do so eloquently so beautifully so personally um and to put that trust into like me in this episode so thank you beyond words for sharing yourself and your people with me um the greatest privilege ever of my life every time first the crying um and to yeah to kind of the to, to touch on the second to last century we just had of if i let these things go it's gone forever and i think when we we can reflect on of like times when these people have died in our lives and we've had to do that right okay we need to go through the house we need to go through the wardrobe we need to go through the inventory wherever and for some it's like a wipe the slate clean just get rid of it all and just because once it's gone then it's gone forever 
And for some, that's a comforting thing to kind of go like, they don't, not they don't, some, for some people, they don't, they don't need the items to hold on to memory. And that's perfectly okay too. I want to also acknowledge here as well for anybody that's listening that maybe has done that and maybe, you know, doesn't have any of these items that they decided to keep hold of. Please, I really hope when you listen, like it's not like a guilt trip and that it makes you or your grief for your person any less because you may have chosen not to hold on to things. That's not the case at all. Just for some, and like, you know, we'd like to maybe have an item to, it takes us to a place for some, they don't need an item or items to be able to take them back. Sometimes memory is enough or it's actually in scent, in like cooking, in candles, in the changes of the season that's where kind of your items and your touchstones to memories live in there so you don't need to be hoarders like us guys <laughs> so I just wanted to acknowledge that, that that just came to me there just thinking about that um but yeah for some of us like the, the thought of these items potentially going it's like it's gone forever and and you know we've just gone through something that is so definite so, you know the death of your person is so definite they are gone forever there is no ifs no buts no maybes they are gone forever sorry to be the fucking Debbie Downer here they are gone forever and we can't change anything about that sadly and so with these items we can actually gain a bit of control back I think this is where I'm maybe trying to therapize myself and maybe a soul, <laughs> no qualifications um, of keeping these items because it gains back a little bit of control in a life of, well, okay, if I, I can keep hold of my mother's scabby f- slippers and live under my bed because I've chosen to, and I am going to be the keeper of them because that is my decision and nobody can change that. Nobody will dare touch them and do anything about it. Um, so maybe it is a bit of a control thing, but then it's also as well you know, not to be therapizing and overthinking things and being like, oh, we just want to be control. Sometimes it is just bloody nice just to have these things, just to remind us of our people, right? Just to have a sniff of the smelly high vis, to keep the sugar sachets in the handbag of just, you know, if you're feeling a bit of a moment, be like, oh, the sugar sachets are in the bag, you know? <laughs> well i will close it off there i want to keep it a short and sweet episode thank you to everybody again who wrote in for this episode um like i said in the beginning of this we will start beginning christmas Mm. do you know what just to give a slight insight into how i'm feeling about christmas i feel really weird about christmas this year i'm not dreading it am i dreading it i don't know i'm just like "Mm, could do without sibby a um I'm longing for her a lot. Um, I think that's probably more of like moving into this new home. Um, And just like, it's like, oh, okay, another Christmas. And oh, it's in a different setting this year. Oh, again, another setting without mum. Big fucking whoop. Um, So that's that. But yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I really want to... Because every year on the the Christmas time, I normally just do the... uh, christmas day episode that this year will come out uh, a week earlier because i'm gonna take christmas day off this year guys um and chill the fuck out no i'm not gonna be chilling the fuck out i'm gonna be doing fucking christmas dinner um 
So yeah, not to round back, normally I just do the Christmas Day episode, but this year I thought, actually, let's have a crack at actually doing some more episodes around um, Christmas, not just the Christmas Day episode where I get obviously you guys to all write in submissions. Let's actually try and try and get through this shit together <laughs> and try and create maybe and help one another to find new traditions, um, new rituals, new coping mechanisms. I don't know. Just, you know, hold one another's hands through it. So keep pill for that. They'll be light. They'll be bright. They'll be upbeat. I'm not, I am, I am absolutely the Grinch when it comes to Christmas, but for my grieving honeys, mahunes, I, I want to, I want to lift the spirits because I know how shit it can be. And just to give a little bit of hope and a bit of light that we can get through this time together. So I will leave you on that and I will see you next week. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in this week. And like I said in the beginning, thank you to everybody who wrote in for this episode and for being vulnerable and sharing your personal stories, uh, both for yourself and for your loved ones. Like also I said in the beginning, uh, the Christmas content is going to start in starting this week from this week um some Christmassy episodes just to help one another through these next you know two to three weeks um as I know it can be a really difficult time for many of us and for some just a really complicated time um and for some not a difficult time but then there's also complexities in that not being a difficult time so yeah um we're now into the festive period griefy festive period love it for us guys love it creeps up on us and bites us in the arse every year doesn't it well for me it does anyway but anyhow i will see you next week thank you so much for tuning in and for always for supporting the the grief gang podcast What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.